Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Happy Saturday. Welcome back to another episode with your favorite co-hosts, Anika and Val and Val and Anika. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because we have a lot to cover today. So Val, take us away with the drama that happened to finish out our week. No, I was literally about to ask, like, how are you so calm and collected right now? Because I don't, I'm in shock let me run through this recap, guys. I'm, I'm a ball of anxiety. Even though I got what I wanted from tonight's episode, I'm a ball of anxiety. So, let's take it from the top. Wednesday night's episode, we had the newly single Islanders go on dates with Mel and Montel. Uh, Montel was kind of feeling Leah the most, and Mal was feeling Scott the most, and Jess and Mitch were just sitting there kicking in the corner. When we cut to the island, the island villa, the villa, (laughs) lol, the islanders are mostly debriefing about Sammy's comments towards Catherine and Scott and a little bit towards Mehdi and Whitney. We wake up in the morning and the villa is tense as fuck. Basically, it's the people versus Sammy in in Wednesday night's episode. There's a lot of confrontation. There's crying. But once we get to the evening, we see Jess and Sammy say that they're going to spend less time talking to each other since they can't even recouple with each other anyways. And then we have Scott and Kat go to the terrace. On Thursday night's episode, we come back into the villa with all the debrief and the excitement from Scott and Catherine kissing on the terrace. We have a game of Never Have I Ever. We find out that Mehdi has gotten with the teacher because you know how France does not give a fuck about those age of consent laws, you know? (laughs) We find out that Scott and Ty have had threesomes. And then we find out again that Mehdi has been with an older woman, 42. Uh, Interesting. We also have some other stuff. He's a little... He's a little nasty, horny, freaky fuck. I see him. I mean, my man's is getting it. Wetna, what? Wetna. Oh, my God. Whitney literally calls him a dark horse, and she's right. Yeah. Horse. She is. The drama, which we'll get to a little bit later during Never Have I Ever, has some couples kind of, like, telling, you know, has basically Ty and Ella chatting. Ty tells Ella to apologize to Zach. She does. Which then leads to Mitch versus Ty and Ella. We'll get into all of it. The next day, Mm. we see Molly and Zach go on a rollerblading date. Um, Whatever. Low budget. (laughs) Someone say low budget. Not like the date is even relevant considering recent events. (laughs) Right. Later that evening, we have a recoupling. Montel and Mal get to have their first pick. So Montel recouples with Leah, Mal and Sammy recouple, Ty and Ella recouple, Whitney and Mehdi recouple, Kat 
Catherine and Scott recouple, Justin Mitchell recouple, and Molly and Zach recouple. I also have to add that I forgot to say that before this recoupling, Matty was like, by the way, Whitney, I want to get to know Leah. What? Everyone in the bit was confused. That was the biggest. So what the fuck? Yeah, like what? <sighs> Anyways, after the recoupling, we get the news that new, or should I say old, bombshell Katie mm. McDermott is returning to the series seven years later. As I said last week, but Play. we got the official confirmation. We come into Friday night's episode after the recoupling. You know, Whitney and Medi are making up after their whole Leah debacle. Um, Sammy is saying how he's actually happily coupled up with Mal. <laughs> King of throwing a tantrum the last like, two okay. days. Now you're happy with Mal. Seriously. Um, Molly and Zach are saying how much they loved their date, blah, blah, blah. Molly is alluding to the fact that she's more closed off every day. Also, <laughs> very interesting considering what happens later. The next day, we wake up, the girls get a text. It's a girl's spa day. I never know why the girls are excited for this because literally every time they bring in a bombshell. As the girls are away, Katie walks through the doors. All of the boys are frothing at the mouth. Everybody <laughs> is freaking. I can't even tell if people are, are like attracted to her or just like fangirling. You know what I'm saying? No, it was literally <laughs> both. It was both. But most of it, most of it was definitely fangirling, though, at the initial start. Like, I'm just going to hop in here really quickly and be like, Scott was like, oh, my God, it's Katie. Like, he was literally running over there like, it's Katie. I like, know, right? I'm like, first of all, I don't even know why she would want to give you a chance. Your name is Scott. And she really dated <laughs> Scott in season two. So, seriously. I would never even consider it. So, you're off the docket, but have your little freak out, I guess. It killed me. She talks to the boys. None of them are closed off, coincidentally. Um, she says she wants a more quiet boy. She's there for love. She doesn't have a favorite. She wants to be picky, blah, 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 blah. As we roll into the evening, we have a montage of Katie getting to know all of the boys, which is stressing me yep. out because the preview for this episode was like Katie picking a boy she wants to steal and that having like a shocking consequence and everything right. out. So I'm like, she, I'm watching this montage freaking out. Like, okay, like any second now, like we're going to get this shock reveal. The Islanders get a text, you know, the news is out. Katie has to choose a boy to steal. She chooses mm -hmm. Zach, which I don't know about you, but that's what I wanted. But then plot twist molly gets a text mm -hmm. to pack her bags because she has been dumped from the island ba, ba, ba. and that's what you missed this week on the island <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you are listening without having heard any of the episodes there's your really quick run-of-the-mill summary of what you missed but now that you're caught up to speed, feel free to enjoy while we give our unsolicited opinions the rest of this episode. But before we get into our birdhouses, Val, we have a very important component of today's episode that we wanted to dive deeper into about microaggression. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I just wanted to start, like, I know we're very jokey on this podcast, but we do touch on serious, like, topics, I would say, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think people think that reality TV fans are only watch reality TV for the mess, and for me personally, I watch reality TV because I find, like, the dynamics of people and their, like, interpersonal relationships to be very interesting, And they're, like, real-world problems. And, like, along with those real-world problems, like, many things that a lot of us or our colleagues or friends or family deal with are brought into the mix. And one of those things are microaggressions. And I just feel like in the last week, I've picked up on a lot. And I just wanted to run through the list because it's just one of those things that needs to be clocked, called out, addressed. Um, But yeah, I feel like I was really disturbed last week, starting with Medi. (laughs) We already talked about it, but since then, the list has gotten gotten longer. But Medi saying that Whitney is a drama starter pinning her in that light and that aggressive light, not listening to her, being more concerned with just crying than with maybe Mm -hmm. how Whitney felt coming away from that conversation. We also had the infamous Sammy saying that Scott isn't attracted to Catherine, even though Scott and Catherine like have been very physical. Yep. From all these episodes we've seen, Catherine is the first girl that Scott, so again a like a very microaggressive comment uh i was uncomfortable with medi pulling leah out of nowhere and his top compliment to her being that he likes that she talks well which to me felt like a dig at whitney personally maybe that's me reading in between the lines too much but just from what else has happened i don't think i am I also found it extremely horrible that Mitchell had a problem with how quote unquote opinionated Ella was during the never have I ever challenge. Meanwhile, her white counterpart, Jess, was actually the one who was making the most comments towards Zach and his cheating in the past. And all Ella did was, you know, agree with her. But Mitchell Mm -hmm. had a problem with how Ella was so opinionated and not how Jess was. I also found it (laughs) insane that Mitchell the next day, when confronted about it by Ty, then has the audacity to say that Ty went about it wrong, which is, and immaturely, which is again, like painting Ty in this light that he's being aggressive about the conversation when he is defending Ella because, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're both being painted in the same way by their white counterpart, Mitchell. So it's obvious it's not, (laughs) it, I don't think it's going under the radar for Ty. Um, Molly rolled her eyes at uh, Catherine and Scott going to the terrace. And also many, Catherine in the last three episodes cried because of Sammy's comments. Nobody went to confront her, but then 
Jess yep. cries again about Sammy, and who's the first person to com- to comfort Jess? Medi. Medi. It's all these things that I'm just like, oh my god! Like I'm so happy for the representation we have on the show this season, but it. it <laughs> I think that it also like then ups the scale of like microaggressions we're seeing from some of the white islanders and yeah i don't know i just feel like anybody who's been confronted so far is more concerned with coming across as racist than they are with being racist and like a like how do i say like analyzing their actions <sighs> okay. Where was I? Okay, okay, okay. I bring up all these instances to say that I just want them to be a reminder, really, to any non-black viewer of love island or any reality tv show or just existing in the world that like whatever biases you don't think you have you probably do and when you're called out on them i think it's so important to be less worried about being called racist and more worried about reanalyzing those actions but yeah if you wanted to jump in Yeah, I just wanted to give you the floor to start us off. I genuinely saw it a lot more these last two episodes than I had. There were a couple of instances where I was willing to let it slide just because, again, I feel like as women of color, we're very keen and very, I don't know, aware of picking up microaggressions because it's something that we faced a lot, especially since we're both working women. But these past two episodes, I was also a little disturbed at the accusatory nature of some of our fellow Islanders against our Islanders of color. And albeit if it's something that they didn't know that they're doing, like to be honest for me, like that's not an excuse anymore. Like, you have to be in tune with yourself. You have to check in with your own internal biases. And again, like, the reason why it's a bias is because it's built from societal, like, nurturing of those behaviors and acceptances. And unfortunately, a lot of people are in denial that that's even something that has affected them as deeply as it has. But I agree with you. Using verbiage like aggressive is something that I am so used to hearing about myself in the workplace that it really, really pisses me off. So I picked up on it because I'm already Mm -hmm. kind of on edge over words like that that are used for somebody who might be more bold or assertive. But I think it's a really important point to bring up, especially since we do talk about issues that need highlighting and now more than ever like we're already on week three and we're talking about something like this so seriously definitely definitely hope it doesn't get worse Mm -hmm. but they're called micro for a reason yeah um no i totally agree and i i just hope that 
Love Island producers take the measures that are required to contain these instances and make sure mm-hmm. they don't get out of hand or worse because we've seen them kick out you know we bring it up every year but season five Sharif gets kicked out for virtually nothing mm-hmm. and it's like I mean, these biases are baked into the institution of the show as well. Um, so we see people like Sharif get kicked off, but then people like Sammy, people like Mitchell, who are actively throwing these microaggressive comments off like it's nothing, are not getting any sort of repercussion. Um, so I hope that, you know, since Love Island is being so um, diverse this season, leaning into different backgrounds and uh, experiences, I hope that they are really all for it and will take the appropriate measures they need to. But anyways, that's that. Moving forward, let's get into these birdhouses. Please take us away with the first couple. So, our first couple is Bombshell Montel and our girl, Leah. Mm -hmm. We had very interesting (laughs) conversations proceed from the last episode, from Val being branded to man-hater, to now a bombshell decipherer, but of the wrong sorts. So we've gotten some very interesting messages about how it doesn't matter about the bombshells contributing in a bombshell way. It more contributes to the personality and the storyline of the villa itself. Well, it was and the opposite. It was the opposite. He Well, okay. So oh, it was? We I thought- had someone in the DMs who actually kind of did change my perspective. Perception of Leah. They slay. They, they ate. They, they ate me the ate fuck up. And <laughs> they're like, if you don't shut up, I was like, okay, wait. Why are you gonna write? <laughs> but no, basically, yeah, they I, were saying I, like um, that I am more invested in a bombshell bringing in personality, whereas a bombshell should shift dynamics in the villa. And even if Leah has not been successful in stealing a man. She has, in a way, in the words of Ian Sterling, been the ultimate matchmaker because she's had couples reassess their positioning, solidified themselves more, and therefore she has actually been a good bombshell, which I was like, okay, when you put it like that, then fine. Like, you're kind of (laughs) right. She kind of is, whatever. And also she did grow on me a little bit more in the last few episodes because we saw more of her with the girls. So she's kind of more in the in crowd. She's mm-hmm. joking around a lot more. We're seeing more of her personality. Whereas like, I still think that when we see her talking in a couple, we don't get much of who she is. I still said that we needed to see a little bit more of her on camera as well. But you guys, you don't get it. Like we got this DM and I messaged Val. and I was like, they ate you the fuck up. It was so funny and crazy. Like I, I do agree though. But I, but I will say I'll back Val here because that's my <laughs> fucking girl. Okay, we we still don't know what Leah does. Like we don't know her occupation. The only thing I will say is I do 
like the running joke about how when a guy kisses Leah, he like realizes that he likes who he's with. I think that running joke is really funny, but not at her expense. Like I genuinely did feel bad for her when she was crying a couple of episodes ago. And then um, she found out that Scott kissed Catherine through Ty, which again was just like, must've been so like, I don't want to say hurtful, but it must've just felt so dirty that she went through that so i'm definitely sympathizing with her and and montel seems like he's gonna treat her so right which he did and he has i really like their dynamic together i wish they turned their mics off when they were making out and they're just they just seem like they'd be a good fit do i think that they're the most exciting couple in there right now no but to be honest with you like i definitely see the potential if they're like new kind of connection blossoming into something that could have us root for them maybe but i think it's way too soon for me to have any solidified opinion of them but i think they're cute yeah they seem like they're having a cute time they seem super into each other which is nice for leah because she deserves to have somebody who's all for her super interested in her um Mm -hmm. that being said I do think two recent bombshells coupling up is like always a kiss of death because the second that there's a couple dumping, it's like you're gonna be in the bottom because naturally people know the least about you. Um, But that aside, like they're having a cute time, but (laughs) I have nothing else to say. So I feel like I can shift into... Whitney and Mehdi, who had an interesting run of episodes. Um, Speaking of Leah, I would say probably the most dramatic thing between Whitney and Mehdi this run of episodes was Mehdi out of nowhere saying that he wanted to get to know Leah. Thoughts? That was, like, some sort of weird freaking, like, producer shit. They, like, texted him, and they're like, hey, we need you to go and, like, talk to Leah or something. Because there was no context clues. Mm. There was no side clues in the Easter eggs in the edits of the episodes that have come so far. Like, we heard Mehdi say, like, one thing about Leah when she had first come in, and it was, like, something along the lines of, like, she was pretty or beautiful or something like that, but that was it. I didn't think that he was going to take that one-word comment, and then now at the end of week three be like, actually, you know what? Like, I wanted to get to know you, and I just think that was so strange, and for me, that piece of it seemed convenient. I think he realized that everybody kind of has their Like, I think when he saw that Jess and Mitchell were able to, like, rebound and have each other as backups, like, maybe he wanted something like that, too. But it just didn't work. Like, they're not friends. They don't interact. They don't have anything in common, to my knowledge, so far. So I just thought it was super forced. And because it was forced, I'm wondering if it was, like, a producer play to, like, try to, like, get Whitney. I find it interesting that that's what you took away from it. Because for me, I... The way, the, the way I took it was, like, it was more evidence of the fact that Medi is trying to get off the Whitney boat. And, like, Leah is the really? most single okay. of all the girls slash the mm-hmm. one he's the most interested in. Because, like, 
you know, to go back to the same conversation, I feel like it's just Medi always nitpicking Whitney, being like, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like mm-hmm. this about you. And when it's her, his turn to make any adjustments, it's like, no, that's not how I operate. And with the mm. whole, like, oh, I like how Leah talks. She talks well. Like, just, I'm like, okay, like, what are you talking that... about? And then it's like, everyone, right. was, everyone, including Leah, was like, dude, what, you want to get to know Leah? And he was like, oh, I fucked up. Right. Like, she doesn't want to yeah, get to know yeah. me. Okay, now I have to scramble back to Whitney. And it was the fact that, like, when he and Whitney were talking about it the next day, she was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't think you could get to know me and Leah 100%. It's 50-50, and I'm not doing that. And he was kind of getting defensive. He was like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. But then at the end, he he kind of was like, okay, like, I guess she's upset, so I'm just not going to argue. But I don't know. I found, like... I found it weird, and I also found it weird because he said that he'd been thinking about it for, like, a couple days. But a couple days would have been, like, Mm -hmm. two days back when he kissed Whitney. And then it's just, like, I don't know. To me, it all adds up. Like, you're not really... Whitney is the one asking you to court her. You're nitpicking Whitney. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden... You're considering other options, and when that other option doesn't really want you, you're like, I'll go back to Whitney, I guess. It was... Yeah, I... It's definitely really messy, and as much as I want Whitney to stay in the villa and, like, work out with somebody that she genuinely likes, I am starting to see what you were mentioning last our last episode about how this is like the start of the transition of leaving from your coupling. And, and I get that. I think I'm just like, so like, I'm, I'm trusting of their coupling just because I feel like they are the most suited for one another out of our contestants right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I f- so I think yeah. that's why, like, maybe that's like blinding my judgment yeah. in like analyzing it from like an ag- not an aggressive standpoint, but just from like a standpoint where you're like very distrusting of Medi and like everything has like an ulterior motive. But like after this past episode, like I I understand what you're saying, I get mm-hmm. it, but I just don't feel like he'd then make such a huge effort to try to win Whitney back. And well, then, but like, Leah's so happy ma- like, in her couple with Montel that she clearly doesn't want to get to know Medi like that, so. Yeah, like, he has to graft Whitney because if a bombshell yeah. comes in for Whitney, he's he's fucked. He fucked himself. He showed that he is willing to still get to know other people at the expense of their coupling. Right. And now she has that in the back of her mind. Like, oh, he jumped ship for somebody he's barely talked to. He was willing to risk our couple. But I for... don't think he jumped ship. He didn't jump ship. But I don't he... think he jumped he ship. He didn't jump ship like... because Leah didn't let him. But they didn't talk about being closed off. And I, I feel like when Whitney was like, oh, I'm single. Like, I think that was just very, like, that was telling of her. Like, she's looking for somebody to lock down. But she hasn't had that conversation with Medi to, like, lock it in. And I think it's because she herself isn't sure. She said in this, she, okay, so you're talking about when Whitney pulled Montel 
after Mehdi told her about Leah. And she jokes like, haha, I'm single mm. now, I guess. And then the next day, yeah. when talking about her feelings to Mehdi, about her shock and, you know, how she's kind of upset and taken aback by the situation, she says, I'm a loyal girl. I'm not the kind of girl who gets to know multiple guys at once. So right, I think I that, that they have had that conversation. And I, mm. I think that it's, I don't know. I just think it's extremely convenient that, uh, sorry, that Mehdi is grafting Whitney so hard now mm. after yeah, now. he risked the couple when he's had three right. weeks. I mean, he says himself to Whitney, like, oh, I do owe you an explanation because we've been coupled up the long. The, you know what? You know how I'll compare it to? Mm. I will right. compare what? it to Curtis and Amy. It's like, so true you know it's like you have okay. no reason to distrust yeah. curtis before going to cost some more yeah. because it's like well who else is he suited to in here and they're having a good time right and it seems like they're on the same page and nobody else is suited to them and amy is closed off girl you never trusted curtis i, well, I, I, you never, trusted I curtis. never trusted curtis because <laughs> he gave me the ick but i was shocked when he went to casa and was just like I want to get to know you, Jordan. And she's like, oh, well, like, I yeah. think it's friends. And then he's like, Amy, I have something to tell you. Like, I wanted to get to know somebody else. But, like, now I really want to try with you. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no. Giving no. So you never liked me as much as you said in the first place. And that is what right. I'm seeing in this coupling. Like, And it's making me sad that Whitney is truly trying so hard. And, and she does end up forgiving him. And they do seem a little more natural than they had up until that point. But it's like, oh, everybody from the start was saying that Whitney was the one forcing it with Mehdi. And I'm here saying, right. like, no, he's the one forcing it with Whitney. He's not actually that open to Whitney. And he's waiting for someone else to come in that he's more attracted to that wants to get to know him. And he thought that the window was open with Leah and it wasn't. So now he's grafting Whitney even harder than before. Mm, yeah, okay. I'm following what you're saying now with this context. I think it's just really frustrating to me because like, I want this to work for Whitney. I want her and I feel, and again, I feel horrible because she does seem like she likes Mendy and she shut herself off to Montel. Because Montel was like, oh, I, I right. can't turn on the flirt with you because you already told me no. So now I see you as a friend. And it's like, God damn it. Right. Now we got to, I think Whitney's going to be safe till Casa. I think so too. Yeah. I hope because so. Because Medi owes it to her to like graft her until she gets a, a shot to talk to somebody else. But they need to bring somebody in for Whitney at Casa. They need to bring in the hard hitters. Okay. <laughs> We need them to bring in a guy who, who's an entrepreneur who makes toupees, okay? Like the male equivalent of her business, and then they can have a hair empire together. That would be fucking iconic. I need that. I need. They need the fucking CEO of Hims to come into the villa. <laughs> and they can ride off yeah, into the sunset, bro. 
Anyways, oh my God. speaking of couples, um, that we were expecting to hit the rocks <laughs> at Casa, but could be hitting the rocks right now. Okay. Ty and Ella. They... Girl, wait, you skipped one. Hold on, rewind. Oh my god, I did. But my segue was so good, though. My segue was so good. It was so good, but we're going to re-reverse real okay. quick. Because we're going to talk about a couple who I... Love. Really, really like. Yeah. And I know they're so cute, but like Scott is giving me such shady vibes right now that I'm like back to feeling unsure about the superhero from Mega Mind. <laughs> like, let me tell you. Yeah. So, Scott and Catherine. So, on the back end of a very turbulent recoupling from earlier this week, we all know that Sammy kind of made a huge, huge dig at Scott and Catherine by saying that Scott was not, in fact, attracted to Catherine. This then led to a very normal reaction with Catherine feeling very, very offended and hurt, trying to talk to Sammy about it, along with Whitney, who also was kind of pitted against Sammy for some reason when that recoupling happened. Um, instead of taking anything that Catherine's saying into consideration, she was attempted to be gaslit. And then later on, Sammy went and cleared the air. But in true kind of boy fashion, Scott was also offended by the comments that Sammy made. We kind of had a bit of a, I don't want to say like a boy's fallout, but a discussion slash like stern scolding about like, what that meant to Scott, how he was not here for it, which again, like all respect, like man, man knows how to stand up for his mm, woman. That's mm -hmm, what I'm going to mm -hmm. say. Next, he then also pulled Leah, went ahead and told her like, look, like I'm with Catherine, but I'm going to still get to know you girl. Like I am picking up what you're putting down, but then takes Catherine to the terrace to, to, I guess, lock it in and let her know that, Oh, by the way, I'm actually swaying more in your direction, which, of course, Catherine is so excited about this. They make out, they kind of seal the deal, and then they come back down. So the aftermath from that, though, and this is just a little side snippet, Leah finds out that Catherine has sealed the deal with Scott because they have kissed on the terrace. Scott didn't even tell her, which I was like, that's... Well, it got around the villa. Kind of it got around the villa so, so fast, quick. like... I mean, yeah, there's nothing else going I on. Know, like, I know, I know. Because I'd be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'd, like, want to make one of those paper, like, cones. I'd be like, attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But then know. the next night, he does end up telling her that it's off. Which it's yeah. kind of, like, a little too late. Like, no, timing like was done. weird. Like, that's it. Timing was weird, but I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted, which was scat and cat. Scat. Scott and Scott, Catherine Scott together. <laughs> Scott and Catherine together. But then we had Katie walk in, but then and the the fangirl popped out of Scott. Let's just—he was going feral for Katie. He went. He went. He threw that bean bag down. He grabbed his water. He's like running over there with the boys. Like knew her by first name, last name. His eyes lit up. He became ten shades brighter for some reason. Like there was a lot going on there. 
And the fact that he was literally, well, it's also might be the way that it was edited, but he was literally the first person to recognize her, which I was like, oh, okay. Like we have a Love Island fan in the villa. Come on the podcast, Scott. (laughs) Come on the podcast. (laughs) I literally was like, oh my God. Like he's, he is us. Like that's word. But I think aside from that though, a lot of the things that gave me the ick the biggest ick was just how nonchalant he was being when the girls got back into the villa kind of like fronting like he was cool the whole time and everything was fine Catherine then mentions that oh you know katie said that you were so friendly and immediately this man is like no like becomes so defensive he's like well i wouldn't say it was that friendly his tracks like you were screaming like yeah you were so happy so that was a little shady like if you're already trying to hide shit from your person that you're seeing like then you know you're kind of in the wrong so i thought that was interesting but i i feel like they'll be fine like they'll be back on track but he definitely loves those compliments coming from katie especially about his eyes and all this other fun stuff that they were talking about do i think that katie's gonna come for scott though to be honest, maybe, maybe she might like keep him on the back burner, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not sure if Scott's going to break things off with Catherine over mm-hmm. Katie. Yeah, I, I think Scott is very excited over Katie. Yeah. And to be frank, like Katie is a beautiful girl. Like she's so pretty. Totally. Uh, Was really friendly and bubbly and so like personality was giving like she looked fine as fuck walking in the baby blues Body are still yachty. fresh as ever um but <laughs> i feel like scott and Catherine are on such a good track that i'm mm-hmm. hoping he doesn't mess it up because scott and Catherine are very cute they're immediately very natural i feel like you know he, he all the Islanders are going to be friends with each other, but I, I feel like it's telling how close he is already with not just Catherine, but also Whitney, who is Catherine's bestie mm-hmm. in the villa. Um, so I just find Scott and Catherine to be the couple that I'm shipping the most right now. And props to my girl Catherine, because she has, she has me shipping the fuck out of anybody she's with. Like, if Catherine's in Seriously? a couple, it's cute as fuck it's cute as fuck but no i do like scott i I very much appreciate the way he's defended catherine in the last few episodes where his morals lie just his general attitude Mm -hmm. and aura um is he still a man (laughs) yes like the timing with the leah situation was kind of like a yellow card getting excited about katie mcdermott is kind of like a yellow card so I need him to behave. <laughs> Do I think Katie's going to go for him? I don't know. I, I think it's possible only because they're, they're saying that you're attracted to a certain kind of person. And then there's actually being mm-hmm. attracted to a certain kind of person. So Katie wants to break her old Fair. habits. She doesn't want to be with the party boys. She doesn't want to be with the cocky guys, all that stuff. She wants to be with a more quiet, mm-hmm. mysterious soul, maybe an older soul. She's old. She's 27 now. She, I think she was 19 mm-hmm. or 20 when she was on the show originally. So she is saying right. she's looking for something different. But then, of course, 
as we know, she picks Zach. Goes for Zachariah. So it's yeah. kind of like, I think Scott. It, no, we're back to the Zachariah. No, of course. I think it's like she, according to her words, she should be gunning for a guy like Scott. But mm. old habits die hard. Her old sensibilities, like her picker is still not there. She's still picking <laughs> men like Zachariah who give calm. But then, as we find out in the last few episodes, are cheaters, cheater. you know, at the club all the time. Just it's giving fuck boy, man. So I don't oh, know. Yeah, also, for sure. could you? This is a question to you because I tweeted this. And okay. somebody was like, why does that matter? Could you date somebody that shares the same name as your ex? Yeah. You could. Okay. Yeah, but I would, but if it was like, if I dated someone who like, I referred to them as their nickname. Then no, I would, it's like. I would date their equivalent, but I would use like their long name. No, okay. It's like. Uh, so, like, if I dated someone named. If I dated someone named Zach and the next guy I saw was Zachariah, I would call him Zachariah. That's fair. I would not call but him But there's Zach. no nickname for Scott. So, like, let's say you dated a Scott and then you have the potential okay. to go. Let's say, okay. like, you've dated a Scott for like one, two years. You break up. It's been. Okay. Five mm-hmm. years, right? Something like that. That's Katie's experience, okay. I guess. And then mm-hmm. you have the option to swipe right on Tinder on a guy named Scott. Are you doing it, yes or no? Yeah, because I'd call him Scotty. No. <laughs> okay, so you would. So you would. So basically you would. I couldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't back to back. Let okay. me say that. I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it back okay. to back. If there was somebody in between or if I had a long ass break, okay. like okay, then okay. maybe. That's okay, that's fair. I mean, I guess it's it's been a long time. But I will say and maybe it's immature of but, me. But I will <laughs> say No, no, but I will say like just given my track record though, like I've never dated somebody with the same name twice because it gives me the ick. So it so does maybe kind of give you the ick. Internally. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe internally I'm like, uh, fuck no, but for the purposes of this conversation, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, hypothetically, sure. I, think, I just wouldn't yeah. call them. The I same think name. on the show, like if I was a contestant on the show, you know, okay. there's only so many people there. It's not like you have options, unlimited options. So it's like, I Fair. guess I would give if I dated a Scott five years ago, I'd give Scott right. a chance, but. In the real world, I feel like no. Because for me, I don't. Okay. I can't date anybody with the same name as my ex. I can't date anybody with yeah. the same name as anybody in my family. Personally, that's weird. Fair. That's weird. Yeah, that, makes, that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that it's is off weird. limits. But, I mean, I don't know. Love Island is a little bit of a microcosm of the UK, and we get a lot of repeat names every year. So maybe in the UK, it's a little unavoidable. You got to date all the Mollies. Yeah. You got to date all the Zacks. You got to date all the Scots and so on and so forth. But anyways, we'll go back to the couple that I wanted to talk to before I skip Scott and Catherine. Ty, Ella. (laughs) Potentially Katie, but also kind of not Katie, but also kind of Katie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like, okay, this, 
I'm in pain because I have to give Tyreek his flowers, okay? I do. For the way that he handled okay. the situation between Ella and Zachariah. We've seen on After Sun that Ty and Zachariah are close. I mean, Zachariah literally asked mm-hmm. for a photo of him and Ty before Ty went off to the hideaway. So clearly they're boys. And totally. in the Never Have I Ever Challenge, we find out that Zachariah has cheated and never even confessed to Ooh, the cheating. Twice. So anybody who he no. cheated on found out on Love Island on national television. <laughs> Anyway, there's a group chat. There going is right a group now. chat. There's a group like, chat okay, going right now. like literally analyzing. Like, did he? Okay, and then this day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He cheated. What was the overlap? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So, back to the challenge. Jess has a lot to say about this, and is like, "Oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. A, a cheetah never changes its spots. Blah blah blah. All this stuff." Yeah. And Ella jumps in because Jess is her girl. And she's like, yeah, oh my god, I'm learning so much about you, Zach. Kind of like also egging on the conversation. Zach doesn't take too kindly to it. And we break from the group. Ty then pulls Ella and is like, hey, I just want to let you know that, like, I didn't agree with the way you handled the thing with Zach. And I do think you should apologize Mm -hmm. because it's in his past and he may feel like you're judging him for it. But publicly, I'm going to back you. How often have we asked for a man on this show to do this? Hey, I disagree with what you did, but I'm also not going to drag your name through the mud and, like, assume the worst of your character just because I disagreed with you one time. So this, to me, it was, like, a really good sign of like where they were gonna it was go. A text. It was a sex. I was like, oh yeah, no. It was a sex. <laughs> I was like, I'm here for this. Which, you know, and it resulted in like Ella took it very well. I was like, okay, I will go talk to him. I don't want Zach to think that I'm judging him, whatever. And they clear the air. Here comes fucking Mitch being like, I don't like how Ella's opinionated. Yeah, which... And Ty. Like, okay. <laughs> Again, I'm like, Ty King, King whatever. He's like, what the fuck does that have yeah. to do with you? Don't worry, don't worry about how Ella right. moves, whatever. Next day, he addresses it with Mitch again in front of other people, mm-hmm. and Mitch is like annoyed with him. Sammy has to mediate because I do think Sammy is closer with Ty and Zachariah, but I also feel yes. like Sammy definitely thinks that Ella's too opinionated. So, I guess. I mean, Sammy already is, like, troublesome as exactly. hell. Like, he came for Catherine and Whitney for no, for no fucking, fucking reason. reason. Like, I just, there's just weird. And he's, like, made Jess cry numerous times. Like, I don't know. I'm at this point right now, and I guess we'll get up. We'll get he's to given all yeah, the yeah, isms. No, he's giving all the isms. He's so, given, whatever. But oh, Sammy totally. is mediating the chat. And Mitchell's, like, um, oh, I've lost respect for you for how you've handled the situation. And Ty hits him back with, yeah, like, like oh, if you don't respect me, like, that's fine. I'll sleep at night. <laughs> I know. I was, like, okay. So, like, to go to bat like that for your girl, and not only just because you're, it's your girl, but because you stand on the principle of, like, you're clocking Mitch, you're seeing Mitchell for who he is, you're seeing that he's, right gunning for some people subtext hello and not others Mm -hmm. 
it was a beautiful sight to see. No, it really was. Then the I'm next episode, it, and honestly, Ty kind of like, yeah, he fumbled the bag. He was my king, and then, yeah, no, he, <laughs> we're back to square one a little bit. No, we are, I yeah, I was like, so team Ty, and now I'm like, what are we doing? I like can't even talk. <laughs> Because I'm so annoyed. I'm like, that like montage where Katie's going through all the guys and he's like, yeah, you know what? He's like trying to like act like he needs his name in the ballot. Like, are he you? He wanted to be in the NBA draft lineup. He was like, put me on the roster. Literally. Put me on the roster. Yeah. I will be at Barclays. He was like, I will be sat there. Call my name. I want first pick. I was. What are you talking about? I thought you were. He was like, put put me in, coach. What? Like, are you okay? Like, Why what? are you doing this? I thought you were... It was given, it would take a lot for my head to turn, and all of a sudden, it was like, first in line, Katie McDermott, give me a fucking shot. It was just like a shiny toy yes. mentality. Like, all the guys have fucking acted like this when a new bombshell comes in. Like, have some goddamn respect for yourself and for your woman that you're currently coupled yep. with. And have the decency to, like, not act brand new when somebody else comes into the villa. Like, his whole reaction about, like, oh, yeah, we're closed off, but I, but not really, like what are you saying? Like, no, if you're closed off, you're closed off. Like, don't say closed off and still open in the same sentence. That does not make any sense. And even Katie was surprised. And I think that's also another reason why she didn't pick him. Because, like, why would you bring up closed off? Like, if, you know. That is a good catch there. Because maybe she is kind of trying to pick somebody who she thinks is a little bit less of a playboy. And Ty kind of took the first opportunity to show her that, like, he is a very topsy-turvy in the head. The head is very twisty. Yeah. It's ready to go in any direction. The swivel is in full effect for him. And, yeah, like, I was just disappointed because I thought that Ty and Ella's communication had improved. And it... When he sits right. Ella down to be like, I want to get to know Katie, the conversation does start pretty good. But then mm-hmm. he takes Ella's one fine whatever as like, he takes it very far and he uses it as an excuse yeah. to take the conversation to be a very heated place and then blame Ella for them being in an argument when it's like... You have a tendency to start an argument, to take the conversation to a heated place, and you're doing it again, and it's been three weeks, even if he's growing as a person like he says he is, like, you don't not grow that mm-hmm. behavior in three weeks, so it's kind of like two steps forward, one step back. Like, I feel like, no, it's not even... It's not even a one step back. I think the this he is an instigator. He knows what ticks her mm-hmm. off. And on top of that, I feel like he projects his own feelings of being like upset mm-hmm. or feeling like he's reading her mind and then accusing her of what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that is so dangerous in a relationship 
ever because when you're so not aligned with your own self and you project your emotions onto the other person and then accuse them of having those emotions. Like it's very toxic. It's very abusive. And I'm What's, not saying Ty's abusive. Cause I, yeah, don't no, I don't is. think he is. I just think this is just very toxic it, and yeah. it's not okay. It's given very much like <laughs> my mother and I's relationship. Like you're not in tune with your own feelings. Yikes, yeah. So you're yeah, jumping yeah. down my throat and telling me how I feel and getting mm. upset about it when I don't even feel like that. You haven't even given me the chance to have yeah, a reaction. I'm, I'm not even allowed to have a reaction. Exactly. Because the idea of me having a reaction right. has caused a reaction in you. How is anything supposed to right. progress if we are doing this little circle? We can't. So it's like I want them to work out and I want them to get like second yeah. place or something. But he, Ty needs to grow up and you know, he hasn't been in a relationship before, so this isn't shocking behavior for somebody who hasn't been in a relationship. This is also not shocking behavior for an Aries, in my personal opinion. I know. So it's just like, we gotta do some I growth. Know. You can't just, like, blame Ella every time there's an argument. And all Aries are like this, too, by the way. Y'all Aries just instigate left and right. Oh, yeah. Like, my red they'll flag poke, They'll poke, they'll poke, like, they'll poke, and not... then they're like, why are you angry? Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? No, I love them as, I love them as friends. But like, if you're in a relationship with an Aries, good fucking luck. Oh my god! It is, it Imagine is my life. It is my worth. mother and my father. My father is an Aries. Uh, my mom is a Sagittarius. Okay. Oh my! God. I'm a Leo. Yeah, and also my something. sister's an Aquarius. So just imagine the hell that's happening at my house. Oh. my my parents my dad okay first of all my mom is a libra queenie and my sister's a capricorn okay so they get along like two little like thick they're as thick as thieves my dad is a scorpio and i'm a sagittarius so very well-rounded nobody sees eye to eye like my dad is sinister as hell and i have his temper and like there's just a lot of fucking drama all the time so the drama the drama the drama well anyways there's more drama there's fucking more drama coming up right now of astrology have you noticed yeah like most of the people in the house are virgos like, I think 50% of the people in the villa really? right now are Virgos. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Which, okay. Because, like... That kind of makes it sense. It makes sense because they're all very much judgy, judgy. Want to throw in their little... They little, are. Hey, I get it. I'm a Virgo moon. I'm not... I'm judging, mm-hmm. but I'm not judging <laughs> the judginess. I mean, this is why you have a podcast, so... Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But... How funny everybody wants to be in each other's business and they're all Virgos and they're all clashing. Like, it makes for good TV. But anyways, praying for Ty and Ella. I love them both. I'm also so, can I tell you the sigh of relief when, when I found out that Ella wasn't going home? Because the previews were giving like somebody is going to go home. And the, they were alluding oh, totally. I knew to was. it being Ella. And I was like, please, no. Like, it can't be. Like, there's no way. There's no, no way they'd allude to it that I, heavily, too. Like, you got to build some suspense. And then it wasn't Ella. And I was like, whoo! Whoo! Thank God. 
Yeah, no, I didn't think that they were going to kick Ella out because she is so central and integral to, like, the villa's happenings. Mm. I kind of figured it out, like, just, like, earlier on Friday to, like, the tonight, like, preview. And, like, Molly made that, like, stupid shock face. I was like, oh, this bitch is going home. Interesting. Because that's, like, this. Yeah. Because that's the same. And then I saw a theory about it on Twitter right after, too. And I was like, okay, yes, somebody else sees what I'm seeing. But when... Zachariah got stolen from her the first time she made that exact same phase mm. so I was like okay this this makes sense okay I didn't catch that I so, was worried that's how I clocked yeah. it I yeah I was worried that it was gonna be Ella I didn't clock that it was gonna be Molly and also because I just feel like or not I feel like I was thinking maybe Molly was gonna kind of be a protected girly until the end since she's got that ITV connect mm. Uh, so not what I was expecting, but we'll get into it. She wasn't, but she wasn't giving like we'll get into it at the end. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Before we get into the most craziest drama this week, we have to get into Sammy Mel, Mal, Jess, and Mitchell. Um, I don't. <laughs> Mal is so loud. I love Mal. She is so loud. I love her, but I'm like, she is so loud. That's me though. You, you can, you can wake up in the morning, and this girl will be by the pool, and she'll be like, "Hi." Okay, and everybody will hear. Remember her when in the entire villa? Remember when I was staying at your house? Lol. And you were like, "How are you so bubbly and awake?" <laughs> I was like, "When I'm up, I'm up." And so Mal like screaming, being the last. Somebody tweeted like, "Why is Mal shouting at the fucking um, recoupling?" I was like, "I don't know." Some of us, we don't know. We don't have an internal volume regulator. <laughs> but you're like, like y'all. Val's right. She stayed up. She stayed over with me last weekend, and let me tell you, this girl is loud as hell. But Mal is like a whole other level. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> like Val, baby, I love you. Like baby, I love you, but you do not know how to whisper. No, like I don't. I don't. You are not. I don't. I've tried. I try. You are not telling secrets. That's why texting exists. You know, like I was when people are like, I was born in the wrong time period. No, I can't whisper. So I needed to be mm. born in the era of texting so I could hit a quick text and send and not rely on That's me like. Fair. You know, like that's not happening. Okay, I get it. But no, I all jokes aside, though, I do love Mal. I think she's really funny. Like she definitely has had her like interesting moments. Do I think Sammy brings the best out of her though? No, yeah. but they do seem very lovey-dovey and kind of like connected together. Um, but I think she's trying to stay low, given how heated all the other contestants are about Sammy right now. And honestly, they have a right to be. So yeah, I don't really have much to say well, more I about Sammy and Mal. But I'll let you take it away. I do. But more on Sammy's end. I feel mm -hmm. like Mel, she's connecting with yeah. Sammy the most. You know, he's got bodies, so like I get it. You know, they're both giving body together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if we keep her in long enough, which if she's tied to Sammy, it might be a sinking ship. So R.I.P. Mel. It might but be. But if we kept her long enough, yeah. I'd be happy to see her couple up with somebody else. I do like her. Um, I just find it interesting. That Sammy went around mm. for, okay, before that, that 
Sammy and Jess were arguing for three days straight. Then they get voted least compatible. And he's throwing a tantrum saying, oh, everybody lied to my face and told us that we were so cute together. And then they all voted for us just because we fought for one day. You're downplaying it. You fought for three days straight. Yeah. It wasn't one day. It was three days straight. You also are very happy to throw out that she's not your natural type. You're throwing a tantrum. Right. You're throwing other people under the bus. And while all that is happening and you're saying how, like, you miss Jess Loki, in conversation with Mal, you're like, yeah, we have an instant spark and I really like you. And I'm actually happy you picked me and we're getting along really well. Shut the... You are so fucking... And... You're a liar. (laughs) No, I... No, he he is. And he's like, you're my... She's my exact type. And it's like... A way to fucking bring that back so quick. Like, I'm glad. But, right. like, don't rub it in our face. And he's in bed with her one night, and he's like, yeah, we cuddled. Okay, bro. Like, don't come crying yeah, like all to night. all of the fucking islanders about how you're so mad that nobody thought you were compatible. And how you miss Jess and whatever. This is the worst situation. You're happier with Mel. You're just annoyed that, once again, you've been you were potentially put at risk. That's all it is. To me, it's so apparent that all he cared about was, like, he locked it in with Jess after he was in the bottom and she wasn't. He was like, just kidding. I don't want to get to know Leah. Doesn't tell Leah. Is annoyed that he's voted least compatible. Gets coupled up with Mal. He's fine. So shut the fuck up. Go home. (laughs) We need him home. R.I.P. Mal, you know, an accidental victim in the situation, but... He needs to go. I want him out. Mm-hmm. And I was happy that... Yeah, she's definitely... Uh, continue. She's definitely collateral damage, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I was happy that Jess saw that Sammy made Catherine cry and was not, mm-hmm. like... She was like, oh, I don't like that. I'm definitely flagging that as something I don't like, that he made her cry and, like, didn't really apologize about it. Um... And Jess has been saying she's going to focus on herself. Um, And her and Sammy agreed Mm -hmm. to kind of not really invest too much time in each other because they literally can't recouple anyways. Um, But Jess, of the two of them, is the one that's genuinely more upset that she can't be with Sammy. She's trying with Mitch. It's really, we're not seeing anything between her and Mitch other than friendship as much Mm -hmm. as Mitchell tries. Um... And she's crying about Sammy, and it's like, well, Sammy, you said you were so upset, but Jess is crying, and you're not, like, you miss Jess, but you're not consoling her when she's crying, you're not really talking about missing Jess, like, it's just, it's so convenient for Sammy, it's giving game player. I mean, he, it's definitely, like, peculiar, I feel like, but he didn't, like, see her cry because she started crying and she like ended up in maddie's arms like i didn't remember seeing like the, yeah it's not the fallout but like he didn't know maybe it's more so for me the fact that like it's such a hard situation to be in and like if he were truly upset mm-hmm. then he would be checking in on jess because he'd know how she felt you know he'd be like oh i'm feeling so but upset. he did have those like 
Yeah, but he did have those like High School Musical too, like Troy, Troy Bolton and the golf course, like having his dramatic moment when he was talking about how he was bummed about the whole fact that he could not like get back together with Jess. Like that was the whole reason for his like frustration and the conversation that he then had with Scott. Then he had ended it with like, you guys just voted because we had that argument. Like I think the start the, of that conversation the anger, was the anger, more sentimental. For I us. don't think so. The anger was you voted for us, mm-hmm. and not now we can't be mm-hmm. together. And that's a distinct thing because Sammy yeah, fair, is but... very like quote in his conversation with Catherine. He says, "What I say is what I mean," mm-hmm. and then right, when it doesn't right. go okay. over well. He's like, well, that's okay. Like, I am sorry, I guess. You know, he's a backtracker. So, mm-hmm. like, right, if right. he were upset that he can't couple up with Jess, it'd be like, fair enough that you guys voted us least compatible and you didn't know it was going to happen, but I'm upset now because I can't mm-hmm. be with the girl that I want to be with. That's not what that's happened. Fair. That's not what he said. He said, I'm annoyed right. that you guys... Right. said we were cute together and then voted for us as least compatible. That's it. That's mm-hmm. where his upset, like, his um, anger with the situation ends. And, like, again, what I'm saying, like, right. if he was so upset that he can't be with Jess, then he'd be, like, in the same boat as Jess, uh, understanding how she feels, checking in, like, are you okay? Because I'm not okay. I'm checking in on you. Like, he hasn't really been, like, are you okay? The only conversations him and Jess have had are like, let's just get to know other people since we literally can't recouple. Not like, I miss you. Right. No, I I get that sentiment then. And I'm not taking back what I'm saying in the sense that I do still think he, he does miss being with Jess. Like, just because, like, they had been together so long and they did have, like, a really good foundation i'd like to say mm-hmm. but yeah i do think like it's done like i'm glad jess has decided to focus on herself do i think it's the best that she's focusing with mitchell i don't know mm. but then i saw them cuddling while they were sleeping and i was like wait i can be sold this dream like i thought it was cute mm. i'm just like i think she threw in a little jokey joke with mitchell about how she maybe wanted a bombshell to come in so i don't actually Mm -hmm. i don't see her and mitch working no they're not like gonna be a thing i'm just saying like i thought it was cute that they were cuddling and i was like oh like it would be nice if it worked out i don't think it will yeah only time will tell i don't think i'll ever really like mitch so that's just kind of my bias but let's get into the real meat of tonight. One of the wildest twists I've ever seen. But let's prelude, all right? Molly and Zach. I would say their storylines for these three episodes kind of start with the whole never have I ever. Um, Zach gets to ask a never have I ever and he goes never have I ever been two-faced kind of nobody drinks and he's like oh a lot of you guys are lying and like I know you guys don't have balls and it's like you really thought you ate like who was gonna be like yeah I'm (laughs) two-faced glug 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 and like in the end Mitchell kind of did it like 
very slowly, like he thought about it. And then he like kind of haphazardly took the <laughs> swig. And then he was like, oh, well, like yeah. I was jealous of Sammy and like talk shit about him to Leah. And it was like, right. Okay, I guess. Okay. Sure. Thank you. And he's like, well, I'm the most honest in here. I'm like, what are you talking? Okay, whatever. And then Medi yeah, kind of drank just to be nice, I feel like, and be like, yeah, I think maybe I had misconceptions of people and had my own opinions, but I think I've always been honest about it. So, again, I'm like, that's not... Mitchell doesn't think he's two-faced, but he kind of had a Freudian slip and, and admitted it. And then Medi, like, kind of just was trying to drink just to be nice and ease the tension. Right. But then hot off that question, somebody goes, never have I ever cheated. And Montel and Zachariah take a swig. Nobody really cares that. <laughs> Nobody talks about Montel cheating. Nope. I mean, the past is the past. What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, Jess I mean, he's good and now. Ella are very much right on it. Like, oh, you cheated. You're never going to change. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they also saw him in the villa, like, change his mind about Catherine, like, in the blink of an eye and not be like, super mm-hmm. respectful about it. Not perfect. You know, it wasn't the biggest drama ever. We move on. You know... Ella apologizes to Zach. Jess joins in on the conversation by just being there. <laughs> uh, and then the next day, Molly and Zach go on a rollerblading date. Oh my god! So, so X game. So mode. X game mode. Um. Yeah. What they say the same stuff. You surprise me. I really like you. Molly starts throwing in the. The doors closing, you know, jargon. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna talk about the most important thing that happened on. That well, day. of course, she says that she doesn't care about the cheating. Oh no! Don't no, bring, not no, that. please. What are you gonna say? No, I want No, 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 no. I I couldn't relive that. I couldn't relive that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, when we, that, she when did we that, found out and that the, Molly is a furry. She did that, and the producers were like, we need to get her out of here. <laughs> They're like, she's gone. Dumped immediately. <laughs> Seriously. Um, God, that was so funny. Yeah, she did that, and I was like, the second a bombshell comes in, Zach is done with your ass. Because, yeah, unfortunately, they're just so different. They're two completely different genres of people. She's a Disney musical adult, and he's like Chet Hanks, but the British version. And that's where I'll leave it. (laughs) And that's where I'll leave it. But on the date, Molly says, she doesn't care about the cheating. The past is the past. Um, and, like, everybody freaking out about it was just trying to get a rise out of her. But something that was interesting to me was that when that came out, the cheating, of course, Zach says something along yeah. the lines of, it's in my past. You know, I look forward to the day I meet somebody that I don't want to cheat on. And I'm like, Molly, you didn't want to clock that. 
Damn, I actually didn't even catch that. That was that was a bigger red flag to me than the dating. Cause like, why do you? Why is your initial inclination to want to cheat on people? Like, fair enough if it's I a think- mistake, but you go into relationships assuming that you're gonna cheat on them. I I definitely think it's not the right mindset to have ever, mm-hmm. but we like at this point, like Val, we know who we're freaking dealing yeah, with here. Of Mr. Course, of course. Mr. Fucking Boyfriend. <laughs> like he's literally the Mr. Fucking Boyfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um I just was shocked that Molly didn't pick that up. I don't know why she's hitched her wagon to Zach. It doesn't even seem like Zach is her type either, like but whatever. Um, and then Katie comes in and she says to the girl, she wants a chill, quiet, tight, mature. And in the confessional, Molly is like, well, that to me sounds like Zach. And I'm like, yeah, to you and only to you, but okay. Yeah, that was so (laughs) weird. Strange. But I guess she did predict the future because we get the montage of Katie talking to all the boys. She talks to Zach. Then we get a clip of Zach being like, you know, to Molly, like, I am going to be open. And we never said that we weren't. So, like, if somebody comes in, you should talk to them, too. And Molly's kind of like, ooh, okay. Not Zach begging me to turn my head so he could turn his. And then... Islanders get a text. Katie has to choose a boy. Steal a boy. She chooses Zach. She literally, as she's standing up there, she's making her decision. Because she's not even been in there 24 hours. And she's had, at most, initial talks with all of the boys. So, crazy decision to be made. But she picks Zach. Another text comes in. Molly, pack your bags. You're dumped from the island and literally everybody moves everybody audibly gasps is shook Catherine, ooh. except for ty except for ty i guess except for ty he doesn't do anything mr poker face okay. no interesting well you got poker face. very opposite of Catherine, who <laughs> leaps up gasps and is like across the fire pit that would be me yep what do you think like Cause you're freaking extra. Yeah. Like you're extra. I fucking knew that shit was coming. I don't think she's going home. I feel like she. I don't she's know. gonna fucking come back or something. There's no way because we have never seen an OG be dumped this brutally before. Sharon. Or Shannon. 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 Shannon wasn't do- giving us anything. But it was, and that was that was like political. But it was day. No, but it was like what political. Talking, but it was she political. was a porn star. What? What are you talking don't, about? Don't you remember? Yeah, didn't I thought we talked about this last? No, last I thought she season. got. She remember, got, like she was in. She was like a sex worker, and they like didn't like that for their brand, and then she wouldn't kiss anybody, so then they dumped her. Okay, interesting. I thought she got dumped because she secretly had a boyfriend. And they found out because, like, a month after Love Island, she was back with her ex, quote-unquote. But that could be the case, too. I don't really remember. But regardless, like, we have seen an OG be dumped this brutally. I'm more shocked 
because she's the nepo she's like the nepo baby we haven't seen an itv executive offspring producer plant go in the villa and so i'm kind of like i'm of two minds okay i think she could be going home and it's like her family intervening and protecting her because she's not doing so favorably in the public slash like she has the in she could be like cut me loose Mm. i don't think so because she genuinely seemed happy with zach in my opinion even though i don't get why but fine because they have zero chemistry anyways it could be her family member cutting her loose because she's not doing that well or Mm -hmm. or this was a complete shock they didn't expect katie to pick molly and now there could be a twist Mm. although it'd be very like i don't i'm my mind is all over the place because i don't think that they wanted katie to pick a boy who could send Catherine, Whitney, Jess, Ella home. Right. But Katie wasn't going to pick, like, a Sammy or, you know, whoever. So I think they were planning for a shock recoupling. And I think that there could be a twist with, like, you know, Molly is going to go home, but Zach could choose to be with her and go home too, or he can stay in the villa? I don't know, I'm kind of, or, or we're having so many twists this season that I'm like, she's got the ITV producer in, will they send her back in for Casa more? I'm confused. That could be interesting. That could be interesting because as a bombshell bombing, but like, it's no, no. It's different. Like oh, we all know this. Like the dynamic for, um, the dynamic for an OG versus a bombshell versus a Casa girl. All three of them are very different. Yes. As we know, like the only two Casa girls that are Villa Birds approved are Belle and Sanam. Aside from that, though, I just don't think that Molly would come back as a Casa girl. I think that there's going to be some sort of twist where she's going to be brought back as a bombshell, maybe. But my thing is, or like, she won't even go. back as a like, bombshell. They'll have a date for her. They said, pack your bags, you're dumped. They could have sent, like, Molly, mm. you're now single and potentially at risk cut the episode cliffhanger and then there's a date the next episode no but this was like for the shock factor like you don't think they can like text back and be like lol jk no because remember they're very <laughs> okay. they're, I, I thought you were gonna laugh no, I thought you were gonna no laugh i'm thinking i'm okay, sorry damn, the clogs like are turning in my brain i'm so sorry i'm just like thinking of it like remember when season five like one of the first few recouplings it's like boys pick girls are at risk it doesn't say the girls not picked will be dumped it says the girls not picked are at risk yeah right they are very careful with that language 
So when mm-hmm. Mora and Anna were yeah. like potentially not going to be picked in the recoupling, the verbiage was are at risk. And then they were sent out on a date. They mm-hmm. got the text that you're going on a date. So I'm like, right. okay, they texted Molly, you are dumped, pack your bags. Mm. And I feel like the no, twist is like, you're out, you're going to leave the villa. You're leaving the villa tonight. But because the season is so twisty, I'm like, and she has that ITV producer connect. I'm like, could she be coming back? And I don't think she'd come back as a bombshell because she needs mm, more room to to shift the dynamics. Like if she came in on her own as a bombshell, it would be like, okay, Molly's back and it's just Molly. But right. if she came in for Casa, okay, that's fair. where all the boys are separated, where all the boys are single, and we know that all of the boys do fancy her and find her attractive, that's when she would do the most damage. Right. If she right. were to come back. I agree with that. I don't know. Right, I, like, right, right. I feel bad that's if she crazy. genuinely got dumped. But I also have to say, this was my ideal scenario. I don't think her and Zach were, had any, any chemistry. I didn't want to see anyone go home. Like, I didn't want to risk losing anyone. If we were mm-hmm. going to lose anybody, like, to me, it would have been Mal, <laughs> I guess. Or, okay. like, Leah. But I, that would be so unfair because they weren't given a shot. Like, Molly was given a shot. She's with Zach. It's not giving anything. Do you think Zach's going to leave with her? No. Fuck no. <laughs> Hell no, he is not leaving with her. Are you joking? <laughs> Zach a liar? Yeah. No, no, he no baby, I no. He's not leaving with her. I'm joking. No, I know. I'm joking. No, I literally was just like, that's what I was chuckling about when his when his face was like But he was like he was oh, not about Oh shit. How am I gonna tell I I'm not like, leaving? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, I just said so, she. I don't know. That's so crazy. Like, I just said she might meet my family. <laughs> now I'm not leaving with her. Yeah. Like, no, he's not. Like he's he's like all right, it's Katie time. Oh, for like, sure. Oh god! I just and it's so funny. That's crazy. He was like. You should get to know other people. It's like he was planting the seed. Mm-hmm. He was planting the seed. He was. So he's not leaving. No, you were right. He's not. Yeah, we both know this very well by now. Like the dynamics of a Zach a liar. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, though, I have no idea what to expect for next week. I am here for it. We're going to have a good ass time going into week four before we get into Casa. Probably the week right after that, which is so insane. Time is flying by. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't follow us on social media already, what are you waiting for? Come and find us on Instagram and on TikTok at Villa Birds. Come tweet at us at Villa Birds Pod. Again, slide into our DMs. Like we are reading them. We love to talk. Vill- we love to talk Villa Birds, and we love to talk Love Island with you guys. So feel free to message us anytime. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Leave us a five star review, telling us that we're not man haters, and thank you. And goodbye. Peace.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.